talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it. This is Money Line on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry, live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. I am Josh Jordan. I'm joined by Jerry Bow. We got Cam behind the glass. And this is one of my fa- my favorite segments every week. It's our, our Gal Media All-Star segment. Every week we ask some of our Gal Media All-Stars to, to make a couple gambling picks for us. So here's what we got for you this week. It's the Gal Media All-Stars Plays of the Week. The Blitz is Fred Bauer. Okay, so two plays for me this week in, uh, in the NFL. The first one, I'm going to stick with something that's been tried and true, and that is the overs in Saints home games. And especially if you saw how that Saints defense looked last week. Look, I don't think much of the Browns, but I think they could score enough points to go over 49. And I know the Saints are going to score theirs. So that's my big play of the week, and that's the one that I'm I'm going to invest the most in. Uh, The other game that I like, I'm going to hold my nose and take the Texans to cover two and a half against the Titans. I I really believe this is a get-well game for them, and if it's not, then we'll be talking all week about how bad they are. But I think they get it done here. I'm really concerned about some of the injuries for the Titans. So give me Texans minus two and a half at Tennessee. The benches land Zerline. Culture Maps, uh, Eric Sandler. For my picks this week, I'm going to take advantage of two teams that may be a little bit overhyped coming off of short weeks. First of all, I like the Dolphins plus three against the Jets in New York. I know the Jets looked great throttling the Lions, but I don't actually think they're this good. And I think the Dolphins look pretty solid against a Titans team that we all thought might be on the fringe of the playoffs. For my second pick, I'm going to take the Cardinals plus 13 and a half against the Rams. Not out of any uh, confidence in the Cardinals' ability to score points, but but more on the old-school 1560 principle of double-digit division dogs are always a safe play. So, two risky picks, but uh, we'll see how they work out for me. Sports Maps, Holly Seymour. Hey, guys. I'm going to play both Texas teams this week just for the local listeners. The Texans are favored over the Titans, as they should be. Tennessee is dead due to injuries. So how bad can O'Brien possibly call this game? Despite a few minor injuries on the Texans' end, the boys should more than be able to cover the spread. Which boys won't cover? The Cowgirls out of Dallas. Vegas has them favored by a field goal. I almost spit my coffee out when I saw this. Am I the only one here who believes in the Giants? As awful as I hate admitting it, I called this team to come out second in the NFC East. Last week, the Giants played one of the best defenses, and even with Garbage Eli, they held on. Saquon looks good, OBJ is back, and I'm never sold on the Giants' D, but Dallas has nothing left. Their O-line is not holding up strong enough to protect Zeke like they did last season, so give me the underdog here. That's interesting. Uh, I was really considering playing that matchup, the Cowboys and the Giants. Jerry, where are, you, are you with Holly on, on taking the Giants here? Yeah. Yeah, I'll actually be on the Giants this week, but 
the thing that scares me is 69% of the bets are coming in on the Giants at plus three, and that's always an alarming number. Ooh, that, that is <laughs> that makes me worry a little bit. Um, we did a, I did my picks. We have a, a little gal media thing where we do a challenge, and and I took the Eagles minus three against Tampa today. Did I make a wise decision, Holly? I know you're a big Eagles fan. What do you think about them this week and that number? I think that uh, the Eagles. I'm not going to say we. The Eagles are going to show Fitzpatrick and Tampa Bay. We're just going to give them a reminder here that they're not hot crap, okay? They're still the overrated, going nowhere Tampa Bay Bucks. So I believe the Eagles are going to more than cover over here. They're going to blow this game. So All right, I like I'm definitely gear. confident in them. So the, Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard is not going to get it done today? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Our defense, I'm sorry, the Eagles' defense <laughs> is going to shut him up real quick. Okay, back to your, your Texans pick. Obviously, you got to like it. The Titans are really hurting on the O-line. It looks like Clowney's not going to go for the Texans today. Does does that concern you at all? Um, I mean, I think with Clowney not playing, that's always a concern. But the Titans are just so banged up. And I don't know. The Texans, they should still win by more than a touchdown here. I feel like even with Clowney out, if they don't, there's a serious issue here. Yeah, and I agree with that. I'm one of my biggest plays of the week is the Texans, but I caught them whenever they were still at one. I'm looking at my bookie right now, and it's upwards of four points right now at minus 115, so it's still juiced on the over. Everyone's agreeing, and that's sometimes when a red light comes up. If you missed your prime number of three, two and a half, three, three and a half, now you're going to four, sometimes it's better to pass. So just because we're saying this now, if I don't know what, what your specific book is, it should, you should be at my bookie, but if you're not, and it's higher than three and a half or four, um, go ahead and pass on it. I do think that the Texans end up winning. In the last 10 games in this uh, series, the Texans are 7-3 straight up and 7-3 and against the spread. That means that the spread doesn't even matter in this uh, series. Whoever wins usually covers, and I like that. Well, there you go. It looks like Jerry and Holly are both on the Texans today, and and they're, they're both on the Giants against the Cowboys, it looks like. So there you have it, people. We gave you a little time. We still have almost an, an hour until kickoff. So if you want to get those bets in on my bookie, you got enough time to go make those plays. Holly, I'd really like to thank you for joining us. We'll catch up with you again next week. Why don't you tell the people where they can follow you? Thanks, guys. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at XOHolly or my website at holly.football. And as usual, I will be on SportsMap covering the recap for the weekend. So I will see you guys on Tuesday regardless. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Holly. We'll catch up with you again later. For sure. Hopefully these Texans win or you're not going to want to hear my phone call next Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. All right. Thanks, Holly. There you have it. Holly actually picked the Texans, guys. So a lot of people complain that, you know, she's an Eagles fan and there's no love for the Texans. Well, she picked your Houston Texans today. Hopefully they come through with a big win. So we got a few more minutes left in this segment. So I think we ought to jump back in to a couple more of these 12 o'clock starts. First one, Jerry being Colts and Redskins. Um, from a fantasy perspective, you know, I think, I think you could start Jack Doyle and, and Eric Ebron this week. I just don't see Luck pushing the ball down the field that much yet. I don't think he trusts that shoulder too much. And I think those are some guys, I mean, look, they're not guys you're excited to start, but I think they're guys that if you've had some injuries and you want to plug them in, I think they're going to be okay for you. I think Andrew Luck was decent last week, so I think you roll with him. T.Y. Hilton, you should be starting every week. Any thoughts on the Colts side of the ball, Jerry? 
this game is projected to have quite a bit of scoring. 63% of the uh, bets are coming on in the over. The line itself is actually pretty much split in middle. The Redskins are 14-6 and six straight up in the last 20 games in the early afternoon, though. That's hmm. something to look forward to uh, look at. As far as the Colts, they're 2-5 and five against the spread in the last seven games against the Redskins. Also something to look at. Now, it's the point that you make about the dink and dunk is, is, is everything because that's what we're seeing with Luck. I think he attempted one ball over 20 yards, I think it was last wow. week. Yeah, it, it, it was all dink and dunks, and that's why you see players like Naheem Hines mm-hmm. put that in your, uh, in your DFS lineups because I, he had eight or nine catches in a PPR format. That's your eight or nine points plus whatever he could get on top of that, and at this point we don't know who the leader in the Colts' backfield is. No, we don't. Marlon Mack might be back this week. That's something to keep in mind as well. On the Redskins side of the ball, Jordan Reed, we pushed him on the show last week. He came through. I think I think you start him again. Jordan Reed's that guy where, man, if he's healthy, you play him until he gets hurt because you know he's going to get hurt. And Alex Smith, well, he doesn't push the ball down the field a whole lot either. He did last year, but that's not usually the way he plays. So I think you can fire him up this week. Adrian Peterson, wow. I mean, I thought he looked pretty good last week. What'd you think? He's back. Um, I think he's been waiting on an opportunity to workload. And what surprised there is his receptions. Uh, I think he had two or three for like 80 yards or something like wow. that. Now, one of them did come on a break and he broke it. And he ended up fumbling at the end of that play. But it goes to show you that they're not uh, they're not reluctant to keep him out on those plays. Chris Thompson will get his. But Adrian Peterson is showing that he can maybe be all, all around back on all three downs. Yeah, and- Peterson, 30 touches. Uh, Thompson, 12. Obviously, Thompson is, you know, the bigger spark, kind of the, the, the more of the boom player. But... If Adrian Peterson's going to get 29 touches in his first game against an Arizona defense who's a little better than Indy, there's no reason why you should stray away from Adrian Peterson again. No, I'm with you. He, he looks good. Get him back in your lineup. And let's move on to Chargers-Bills. We'll keep it moving quickly here. Chargers, you're starting Keenan Allen. You know who I'm actually rolling with? It's a, it's a two-flex league, and it's a very deep league. I'm actually going to give uh, Williams, Mike Williams, a shot this week. I just... You know, I think that uh, Benjamin may not play. He's been a little injured this week, so I think Williams might see some extra targets. I think, I think the yeah, the Chargers and Rivers probably throw a party here. Now, the only thing that scares me is that negative body clock thing with you know the Chargers flying all the way from L.A. to to play a noon game in Buffalo. That's something that might concern you a little bit on the Bills side of the ball. Man, I guess I'm starting shady if I drafted him, but I'm not excited about anybody on the Buffalo Bills. I've pretty much just decided to act like they don't exist as far as fantasy football goes. What do you got on this game, Jerry? I love the Chargers. It's kind of scary, though, because the talk around the gambling world is how this line might not be right. A lot of people are flocking to it, but it's scary. 78% of the bets are on the chargers to smash Buffalo, I guess, because everyone saw what Buffalo is as far as the, um, the fantasy aspect. I mean, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, 11 targets, six targets, and even Eckler getting back there with six targets is, is surprising. Something that sticks out to me from week one though, is Melvin Gordon's numbers. He got them on passes, though, if you look at him, yeah. he only had a little bit of rushing yards, but most of his uh, nine, ten catches again. Um, something to look forward to this season if you have Gordon and if you're an owner of him because now he is really, really a, a weapon in the passing game. And a lot of people are a little afraid that Eckler was going to take a lot of those catches from Gordon, but 
that didn't seem to be a problem for Gordon. And, you know, even Eckler somebody, if you're desperate, he might be somebody you can pick up and play as a flex. But uh, we've got quite a bit more for you on Moneyline today. We're going to get to the rest of the slate of games. But first, let me ask you, do you own a business? Don't get slapped with unnecessary penalties and fines from the fire marshal. Call my friend Nick today at Skywonder Fire and Safety because he personally will make sure that your business never goes one day over your mandatory inspection and maintenance dates on all your fire extinguishers, your kitchen hood systems, and much more. Quit paying the overpriced prices for major corporate safety businesses and have someone who is local and treats you like family. That phone number is 281-393-2500. Call this week and mention Moneyline and ESPN 97.5. You'll receive 10% off your first service, no problem. One more time, that's 281-393-2500. When fire safety is on, accidents are gone with Sky Wonder Fire and Safety. Nick's a great guy. He came out to our fantasy draft the other day. We got to hang out with him. We're so excited that that he's joining us on this show and sponsoring with us. So, guys, definitely check him out. That number again, 281-393-2500. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. You're listening to Moneyline with Josh Jordan and Jerry Bowe. We're going to get you some of the the best picks that we got coming up. Jerry's going to give you some of his gambling tips. But we got a little bit of news here, and Andrew's going to update us on on some of the health of some of these guys in these games that are about to kick off. Andrew, what you got for us? Uh, What's up, guys? Last segment, we were just talking about Chargers-Bills. Travis Benjamin, Chargers receiver, who might have been a sneaky play coming into this week. He's out. He was in a walking boot at the start of the week, and it just never looked like he was going to play. They tried to get him in, but... It just wasn't going to happen this week. Devontae Parker, surprisingly, is out as well. Any of you Kenny Stills owners, start celebrating because he might be in line for another big week with all the targets he's going to get with Devontae Parker out. Some other news, we've got Paul Richardson, who is the targets leader for Washington week one. He did not practice on Friday, but he is active and in the lineup this week. And Deshaun Jackson as well is active. So we've got some of these guys coming in and... Outside of that, that's all I got for you guys. Get back to the good work y'all doing. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. So there you have it. So maybe Mike Williams is a decent play for the Chargers today. Hopefully he gets a few more targets. I know Tyrell Williams is splitting some time there too. Kenny Stills, fire him up. Fire him up. Get him in your lineup. Kenny Stills looks like he's going to be the guy. Devontae Parker's decided he doesn't like playing football anymore. So, uh, Jerry, what you got for the people today? Money. Let's start it off like this. Texans. I caught him at one, minus one, but for the sake of everyone, if you catch him in that three to four range, preferably the three, take the Texans. Watson is three and zero oh versus the spread in games he started last year. The Texans over in five of his six starts. The Titans went over twenty four and uh, they're over twenty four and twelve in the last thirty six. So there could be some scoring in there, but I'd rather lean towards the Texans because I don't know what the Titans' quarterback will do. Another play I like is the over in the Colts Redskins. The Colts were 10 and 5 as dogs last year, as dogs from 2013 to 2015. Now, 16 and 8 
in Lux away games for the over. And in Jay Gruden, as coach, is 24-13 and 13 also to the over. So both of these teams are known to playing over. Vikings, minus three. All the news this, this week has been leading up to if Aaron Rodgers would play or not. But to be honest, the line, I don't care if he plays or not. I believe the Vikings are the better team overall. And I think the Vikings ha- will have their number today. And with Rodgers being not as mobile as he'd like to be, I think the Vikings put pressure on him. The Vikings have won and covered four of the last five meetings. But Rodgers, uh, he missed one of those. The under is 6-1 and one in the last seven games between these two. But the interesting stat here is Zimmer. As a dog, he's 18-9 and nine in the regular season games since 2014. So they're, they're at a dog today. They're the better team. I would jump all over them. Another game I like, the Pats, minus three. If you caught them early during the week again, you could have had them at one. But since we missed that number, I still believe that they're at least a field goal uh better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bilicek is 11-4 and four in the regular season as road chalk in the past two seasons. So keep that in mind. And also another thing to keep in mind is the Pats under has been uh, profitable as they're 12-4-1 in regular season games on the road since 2015. The Jaguars, they were only a home dog last year one time. That's because, you know, that was their big year and they were favored in most, in most of the games. The game that they were an underdog, they lost. So I would take New England here coming off of a Bilicek that played this offense not too long ago if we go back to the playoffs. And the way that Jacksonville moved the ball, you think that Bilicek's not licking his chops to get a chance at Bortles. And with Fournette, I mean, the news around him, if he doesn't have to fear that guy who, I mean, what is he going to do? He, he could stack the box. He could, he could put extra defensive backs out there. He, he, he's going to confuse them all game long, and I feel that the Pats come out on top. And my last one will be the Saints. Team total over 30 and the over for the game, as Fred said. The Saints are known to be scoring. The, these games on, at home are very, very high scoring. The way they had the letdown last week, I really believe that they come back and bounce back hard this week. I don't see I don't see the Browns being able to stop that offense at all. I don't. I see the Saints getting somewhere around that 34 to 37 point range. And they're not going to want to go 0 and 2, obviously. So Saints are going to come to play today. So um that leads us kind of to our next few plays, Jerry, and we'll we'll get back to your gambling picks. Right now we're we're going to ask you if you think I'm flexy. And what I mean by that, this is a new segment for you guys. We're, we're trying to give you some some flex plays, some of the stuff that, you know, the, 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 the plays that aren't obvious, the, the plays where maybe you have two flexes in your league or you play in a deep league. And, and Rod Stewart wants to know if you think these plays are flexy. So here's what I got for you today. This one's digging a little deep, Jerry, but I, I think you could feel it. I think Brandon Marshall is flexy this week, and here's why. Little revenge game going against the Chicago Bears. Maybe he gets a little touchdown love against his former team. We see that happen from time to time. And in my opinion, I think Marshall's kind of turned into the Jimmy Graham of this offense since Jimmy Graham left the Seahawks. Brandon Marshall's a big dude. He steps in. I think he can get a touchdown for you this week. What do you think about Brandon Marshall this week, Jerry? Is a, a dart throw, a, a no, sleeper. And it's not so much of a sleeper. The opportunity is going to be there. He he had the looks last week. He got the touchdown, and this is what they needed, a big target to fill in. There are usually a bunch of speedsters around in the, in the Seattle wide receiving group, but 
I love I love Marshall and, and the spot that he's in this week, and I feel like the game's going to have a lot of points. No Doug Baldwin. That certainly helps. Maybe he gets a little uptick in targets. So he's a guy I like this week. Here's another guy I like. This isn't so deep. It's a little more obvious, but I think you got to roll with TJ Yeldon. Yes, I think he's flexy this week. Looks like Fournette's going to be out. Even if he's not, I don't see Fournette having a big workload. So TJ Yeldon's a guy you want to get in your lineup. Jerry and I kind of hit on him already. Here's another guy we haven't talked about that I think is flexy. Cooper Cup, I think, is flexy this week. Last week, I believe he caught five or six balls. He got got in the end zone, over 50 yards receiving. What I like about his matchup is is they're going against the Arizona Cardinals. You know Cup, he plays in the slot, so that means he's going to be away from Patrick Peterson. So I think Cooper Cup could get in the end zone, at least catch a few passes for you, get you to you know at least well over 10 points, maybe 15 points. What do you think of Cooper Cup this week? I love him. I have him on two of my season-long teams, and he came through once again. He's always going to be that red zone target. But I'm feeling flexy. I'm feeling real flexy. Uh Kenny Galladay, he led the team in yardage snaps and gathered 12 targets, second most on the team. He's overlooked because you have a, a receiving group that has Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. Now you have Kenny Galladay, which is now the uh, wide receiver two and two wide receiver set. So put him in there. He's going to always shine. I like that play. I was thinking about he was actually available in one of my leagues, and I was really deciding if I was going to pick him up. So he's somebody I like this week. One more guy that – actually, I'm going to give you a few. Tight ends, right? Some flexy tight ends. I think you go back to the well with Jack Doyle. He's the guy that's more involved in the offense than Eric Ebron. I know Ebron got the touchdown, but that was kind of a, a schemed-up play that, that ended up working for him perfectly. I think Doyle's the guy that's – it's going to catch more balls. It's going to be more consistently in the offense this week. So I say go ahead, get flexy with Jack Doyle. Do you have any more? Do you have one more guy for the people, Jerry? The people need a flex play. I got to go to Pettis over there in San Francisco with Marquise Goodwin being out. And I think the opportunity is there. He's a guy that broke records in college. And with who else is going to be there? Garcon? Garcon's now going to have Darius Slay on him. And that's just going to put more, uh, give, give more of the attention to Dante Pettis. So I want Dante Pettis to be flexy this week. There you have it. Those are our flexi plays of the week. Do you think they're flexi? We'll find out. Put them in your lineup. See how they do. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Skywonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. Deep voice guy was right. You're listening to Josh Jordan and Jerry Bow on Moneyline. We got Cam behind the glass. So last segment, we gave you some flex plays, some if you think I'm flexy plays. You know, Jerry and I both write for SportsMap. So if you wanted some gambling plays, some fantasy plays, Go over to Sports Map. 
you can check out our articles. I have a whole under the radar column that I wrote. You can find it on my Twitter at Jordan PFX at Moneyline975. You're going to want to follow that one. But you're going to want to follow SportsMap too at SportsMapHOU. So get over to SportsMap, check out our columns. If you know you got some questions where you're not really sure who to play, you can definitely read our content there. So we're going to get back into the games real quick. We talked about the Vikings-Packers game from a gambling perspective. Jerry really likes the Vikings this week. But we're going to hit it from a fantasy perspective. So let's start on the Packers side of the ball. I, you know, you're rolling with Rodgers unless you have, you know, Drew Brees or something like that. I think Jose just asked us uh, who would he start. He actually has those two guys on the same team. That's incredible. In that case, you're going to want to go with Drew Brees, a little bit less risk in a better matchup. Uh, so you're starting Rodgers, you're starting Adams. You know, maybe Cobb is a guy that you can get in there. Jamal Williams scares me a little bit this week. I think we talked about that. He'll be doing a lot of pass blocking, and that's a tough defense to run on. That's I'm probably not messing with Geronimo Allison this week. I'm going to stay away from him. On the Viking side of the ball, you know, you're starting Cook, you're starting Diggs, you're starting Thielen. Um, what do you think about Kirk Cousins this week, Jerry? That's somebody we haven't really talked about. He uh, seems to be going under the radar because we, yeah. we aren't talking about him. And I like him. I like what he did in the first game with Thielen getting the 12 targets, Cook another seven, dig six. It's 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 an all-around team. The offense, you can't just shut down one aspect of it, and that's what makes him so dangerous. No, I completely agree. So you're firing those guys up. I, I kind of think a, a shootout. I'm sure you know you have the total in front of you there. Do you, you expect a, a high-scoring game? I do, and going back to um, back to what J- uh, Josh ADHD told us about Randall Cobb going off in that slot, yeah. he, he, he went off for nine receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Now, he did it mostly out of the slot, and now he'll be going up against Mike Hughes, which is a slot corner over there in Minnesota, and that'll give him the – the the way to avoid your Xavier Rhodes of the world, and, and, and that's when you win, you know? Yep, I'm with you there. So there you go, guys. That's Vikings-Packers. We're moving on. We're going to look at uh, Panthers-Falcons here. And obviously, you're starting Cam. You're starting McCaffrey. Um, I don't know if there's anybody really in the passing game that you're excited to start for Carolina on the Atlanta side of the ball, Julio. And you heard uh, Josh ADHD say he likes Matt Ryan this week, which I'm really glad to hear because I have him in a few leagues, and I figured I'd just roll the dice on him again this week. I hate playing that chasing points or benching a guy because he had one bad game. It doesn't necessarily mean the next game's going to be bad too. So I'm rolling with Matt Ryan again this week. So Josh likes him this week and daily. He likes that number. Um I guess Tevin Coleman, right? Because Freeman's not going to play. What do you think about Coleman this week? And Coleman shined in games that was missing with uh, where Devontae Freeman was missing and expect some more of the same, but just expect that in the DFS world, his projection, his his ownership will be extremely high. I go back to what Josh said um, as far as the Devin Funches earlier and how he will get a lot of looks. Devin Funches and McCaffrey both had nine targets last week, right? So Funches, the 6'4", 232 guy, what can he do? He gives him that big target and that's what he likes that's what cam likes especially when olsen's gone when olsen is missing uh funches averages 7.8 targets and 81 yards with four touchdowns in five games last year so he scored in a touchdown in almost every single game that olsen was missing and that just goes to show you that cam likes that big target and that's what he trusts in the in the in the red zone and especially now with the north turner offense that that always has that big target expect for funches to shine today and see, 
and I think he will have a big game. Overall, as a player, I don't love Funches, but I love him for Cam, and here's why. Cam, is he's not a really precision passer. He needs a receiver with a big catch radius that he can just kind of put the ball in the vicinity, and then that big guy can go up and get it. Funches brings you exactly that. He's a big dude. Olsen, his security blanket's gone. So if anybody's going to catch some balls besides McCaffrey, it's got to be Funches. Um, let's move on. We'll go uh, Cardinals-Rams because I think we covered Texans-Titans plenty. So we'll go with the Cardinals-Rams on the Rams side of the ball. You know, you're going with Gurley. We talked about Cooper Cup as a really nice flex this week. What do you think about Brandon Cooks? To me, he's always a boomer bust guy. I think I, uh, I'm a little angry at him for the past couple of years whenever I've started him in DFS, and then he has those two catches for 40 yards. And then the next week, he comes off with two touchdowns and 150 yards. And I guess it's just the inconsistency that gets me. But all around, I mean, he's going to get his. And it's an offense that thrives on giving all three of the wide receivers a big amount of the target share. So that's that's also what's kind of tough. And then also you have a running back that takes away some of the catches. It's it's a it's it's a populated, overpopulated uh, uh, offensive group. No doubt. On the other side of the ball, I got to throw this to Cam, your boy Ricky Seals Jones. Cam, not the best week in week one. Do you do you, do you see him bouncing back in week two and going forward? You know it. I want to say yes because he's my boy, but it, it's, it's kind of hard to see because you're talking about a guy who technically last year was supposed to be used as a receiver, switched over to the tight end position. Now he's got a new quarterback at play. You know they're going to run the ball heavily with David Johnson. Yep. Rams defense is exceptional on, on, on the pass front. So this might be one of those games where because the cornerbacks are holding down the receivers of Arizona that Ricky Seals might break off for a couple catches. But I'm I'm kind of sticking away from all receivers on this side. Both both defenses delegate the you know the the, the covering the receivers pretty well so for me if I'm going to go anything it's it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald just because of a PPR situation Ricky Seals I think he might get four or five catches but I don't see him going for 30 or 40 yards so if you're trying to get points off catches sure but big catches nah and a positive thing that's note on Ricky Seals Jones is he did have six targets against the Redskins and he played on 92 percent of the snaps on those snaps 73 percent of them were uh, pass routes so when they put him in they are looking for him to run routes and when you play the Rams you try to attack them in the middle the outside with the with the defensive backs is locked in so you kind of become like a funnel offense and that's why Jared Cook had such a big week last week because they became a funnel through the middle and if Ricky Seals Jones is ever going to have a a moment to get those looks it's going to be in the middle today because they won't be looking to attack the outside that that's interesting so there you go we talked about that a few minutes ago just because a guy didn't do well week one doesn't mean that's going to be the case week two so that might be a flyer for you there Larry Fitzgerald like Cam said you're you're probably not excited about starting him but in a PPR he, he probably won't kill you hopefully he'll be in the slot really exclusively because that's a tough matchup for him all right let's move on of course you're starting you know david johnson so lions 49ers um this is kind of interesting matt stafford that made you want to throw up in your mouth last week (laughs) jerry really had a lot riding on on the lions coming through last week let's go ahead and just just tell him the truth i had a 10-way parlay i just did it messing around um, I had an extra ten bucks in the account. I threw ten way ten dollars, ten dollars to pay forty eight hundred. I hit every single one of those games except for dun 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 the Lions. And Roar. I and I even and I even bought them down to four. The the line went to seven. I was trying to be cautious and bought them to four. Like I was telling Josh, went and bought a a nice bottle of liquor, drinking with the wife, and then before the third quarter was even, I mean, in the third quarter it was over and. 
we just went to sleep. Just <laughs> it went from the celebrating drinking liquor to the drowning my sorrows drinking <laughs> liquor real quick, real quick. So thanks a lot, Matt Stafford. Um, what do you what do you think he does this week against the Niners? You, you think he'll bounce back? I think he does. The Niners give up a lot of plays to uh, quarterbacks, a lot of points, and this is the this is that classic overlook me. I, I might have messed up week one, but this is where y'all laid off of me, and then I tear it up. That that game has a high total as on its own, and I believe that both teams get close to the 30s. I'm with you there. You said you really like Galladay this week, Jerry. So Galladay's a flex play that you guys can play that, that Jerry's pretty happy about. I, I do have to ask you with that running back situation, I mean, carry on Johnson, and it looks like LeGarrette Blunt isn't really all that hurt, and they're saying it's not a hyperextended knee, it's a shoulder, and he practiced most of the week miraculously. Is there anybody you can start with confidence that's running the ball for the Lions? And it's bad when you talk about the Lions as a rushing team because they failed. They, I, I forget what the stat was, but they haven't had a 100-yard yard rusher in a very long time. You ask yourself, how can that even be possible? I mean, I know what it is. Y'all go away from the game script quickly. And maybe the game dictates that and you go down quick, but it seems like they, they, they just come out throwing. Even in this first game, you saw that on that first drive, they threw 90% of the time, and it's, it takes away the, the actual aspect of them being able to run. on Johnson is, I said, arguably one of the guys that has the biggest hype around him coming into this year, one yeah. of these rookies, and he's not able to do anything. I mean, when you're averaging less than three and a half yards a carry, that's just terrible. And once they got down and the game became just a two, three-score game, they're totally out of the game script. I'm with you there on the other side of the ball. I kind of like Jimmy G this week. I think Josh said earlier when he joined us that he kind of liked Garoppolo a little bit this week, if I remember correctly. What do you think about Jimmy G and the Niners in this matchup? I think this is his coming out party as well. They, uh, his game wasn't as bad as it seemed last week. If you really look into the uh, to the game itself and not just the numbers, he had a decent game for going up yeah. against who he was going for. There was a, a Kittle uh, drop touchdown that would have been, they said, like a 70-yarder. Um, he had no one in front of him. He had a few uh, turn uh, penalties that that took away, negated the the play itself. But overall, Jimmy G is, he's a monster. And we knew what we're really expecting week one. He was faded in all, in all fantasy worlds for that reason. But now getting this favorable matchup, I think he's going to kill it. Now, I, I'm with you there. I really like Jimmy G this, this week. Um, is there anybody else on the Niners before we move on that you want to hit on? No, that think, I think that's about it. Other than, uh, like I said, Pettis. I think Pettis, someone's going to catch those balls, and Garcon's going to have that uh, a, a tough matchup as far as the, 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 the defensive back. So I'll take Pettis to at least at least get one touchdown today. Okay, and I noticed with Jimmy G, too, tough matchup last week against the Vikings. But, man, he made some incredible throws in that game, too. I, I was watching some replays last night. and Man, there was one where there was just a dude right in his face, and he just – fired it off into the back of the end zone beautiful touchdown pass so he really does remind me of tony romo a little bit the way he's a you know he's able to kind of elude the the pass rush and, and and get the ball off with a quick release so we like jimmy g this week all right raiders broncos quickly uh raiders i'm gonna give amari cooper one more chance this week uh i don't think jerry's feeling the love with amari <laughs> this week so we, we differ on that and it is a tough matchup they're facing denver no doubt about it i don't think you can start jordy nelson with any kind of confidence Derek Carr scares the hell out of me. I'm staying away from him. Uh, Jared Cook, do you think he could have another good game this week? I think that was, again, back to what the game script, what, what the defense allowed them. And, again, the Rams don't let you do anything outside. So, of course, they're going to go inside. The one I'm more worried about is Marshawn Lynch. And 
what can he do? Because he came out all right, but then the negative game script, he fell a victim to it. And then Carr's three picks, it cost him three possessions. So at the end of the day, he ended up getting out snapped 30, uh, 34% to 53% by the other guys. And it's outtouched 13 to 14 by the uh, by Jalen Richards and Doug Martin on pass catching downs. It just doesn't make any sense for, for Lynch. He's going to be real touchdown dependent. Well, there you go. And if you wanted to bet on Marshawn Lynch, his fantasy, like his fantasy points for this week, where would you go, Jerry? My bookie. That's right. I think I would go to my bookie because you know why? Football season is back. Make the games a little bit. How about a lot more exciting with my bookie AG? Just remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. My bookie AG is the online destination to get some action on any game. They're safe, reliable. They've been, been in business for years. That's why I recommend them. Jerry recommends them. And when you win, they actually pay you. They have live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business and for us fantasy guys like we said you can bet the over under on how many points a player will score in each game so what you want to do is go to my bookie ag and get your account started right now they will match your deposit dollar for dollar that is right dollar for dollar you put in 100 you put in 200 they are going to match that number guys use the promo code radio to activate the offer so you want to go to mybookie.ag today that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e.ag and don't forget to use Use the promo code radio when you create your claim to create the bonus that you want. So just remember, guys, you play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Skywonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 with Jerry Bowe, Josh Jordan, Cam Behind the Glass. We're going to try and get to your questions as quickly as possible. we got a ton of them from Twitter. So without further ado, Jerry, what do we got here? Who do I start at my flex? Half point PPR. Lynch, Peyton Barber, Cohen, or Njoku? Ooh. I'm probably going to go with Lynch. I don't love it, but that's probably where I'd go. Um, and I would go with Lynch or Cohen also being a half-point PPR. Um, I think I'd go with Lynch, obviously, for the security of it. I don't know what the rest of your squad is, so I don't know if you're looking for more upside. But if you're looking for being safe, it would have to be uh, Lynch. Another question here. Would you start Rodgers? Or actually, we had just gotten this one from our friend Jose Partida. And also, uh, or would you start Breeze? Rodgers or Breeze? Man, I, I go Drew Breeze. I- I think he's probably the best play at quarterback this week. Him and Big Ben, maybe, kind of fighting for that spot. Juju or Pettis at the uh, flex? Oh, Juju all day. Don't, don't even think about it. Is um, James Conner automatic start in DFS? I, it depends on how you build the rest of your roster, but it's kind of like last week again, right, Jerry? Like, he's got a... 
you know, he's got to come through because a lot of people are going to be on him. But look, if it's a Pittsburgh running back and he's getting all the touches, I have no problem with playing him. So I'm, I'm cool with Connor. All right. And we got another question coming in. Need a little advice. Non PPR looking for a flex between Chris Thompson and Cooper Cup. Non PPR. Oh, man, that's tough. I think I'm going to go with Cup, hoping that he comes down with the touchdown. I, it, since it's non-PPR, that scares me with Thompson. So I, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. To, 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 the, to the James Conner point, you know, last week we, we were talking about one of the biggest things with Conner was that was he a pass-catching back? Could he dual threat like Le'Veon Bell? And we saw last week he had six, six targets for five catches, and he's going up against a Kansas City defense who, Jerry, you mentioned targeted, who San Diego targeted Melvin Gordon, if not nine times, he caught the ball nine times. So obviously Kansas City is vulnerable to the pass catch. So if, if James Conner is available, I don't, first of all, I don't know how the hell he's available, but I would definitely pick him up on, on a daily fantasy start. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'll have to pull it up to look at his exact number, but I'm, I'm okay with Conner. I. Look, it's a, like I said, it's a Steelers running back. You play these guys, they produce. And Le'Veon Bell, man, he <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but he better come back pretty soon. They might move on. So, hey, if you got Le'Veon Bell in a seasonal league, you're, you're starting Connor every week until he comes back. But, man, even for daily, I think he's a good good bet for 100 yards and a touchdown or two. So that, that's never a bad thing. Is there any any other questions coming in, Jerry, or do you want to just hit these last slate of games? Go ahead and run through the last uh, bit of games before we get out of here. All right, let's do this really quickly here, guys. And we left off. Uh, Pat's Jags, you're starting Yeldon. Um, you're probably going on to the Pat side. It looks like Burkhead's going to play. I'm just going to hit this quickly. Burkhead, it looks like he's going to play. Sony Michelle looks like he's going to play. So as much as I like James White earlier in the week, uh, I have to move him down a little bit because he's going to have to split some touches. I don't like Chris Hogan this week. It's just a bad matchup. You know, if you can get away from Tom Brady, I'd probably do so, but you probably can't. So you probably just have to roll with it. So Giants Cowboys will move on quickly here. You're starting Saquon. You're starting Odell. We were just talking about Sterling Shepard. Man, only if you're desperate are you playing him. Ingram, you're probably playing him because you drafted him to be your starting tight end, but you're not super excited about it. On the Cowboys side of the ball, you're starting Zeke. You know, maybe Beasley, if you're in a, a full point PPR and you're in a really deep league, he actually came through last week. Uh, any thoughts on Cowboys, Giants, Jerry? Traditionally, this game has been low scoring. People usually think, hey, these guys, when they when they go up against each other, we're going to see some points, and that's far from the truth. The last four times they've played this have an average score of under 30 points combined. So I don't know if we'll see that many points, but if you try to find, depict, I guess, who will get, let's, see, let's say, Dax targets. If you go off of week one, Beasley got eight of them, and if that's what you're looking for, opportunity, then that's what you get with Beasley because Hearns only had three, Williams two, and Gallup and Rod Smith uh, had only one. So as far as the pass catching guys, I think Beasley gives you the most security. Yeah, not, not probably a lot of upside, but, you know, if you're – Looking at a flex play in a PPR, you're cool with, you know, if he gets you 12 to 15 points, you're good with that. So, all right, then that's uh, Cowboys-Giants. Let's move on. Last game, going to be the uh, the Monday night game, Seahawks-Bears. I'll start on the Bears side of the ball. Jordan Howard, he's in your lineup. Trubisky still scares me. I think Allen Robinson showed some things last week. He didn't break out, but he was decent. Um, Cohen, if you're in a PPR, maybe he's an option for you. 
On the Seahawks side, I, I gave you earlier, if you think I'm flexy, I like Brandon Marshall in a revenge game against his former team this week. I don't think he's going to go off for 150 yards, but I think he'll probably get you a touchdown, and that's what you're hoping for out of a flex. And uh, Russell Wilson, I don't know. I, I'm kind of worried about him in that O-line with Khalil Mack coming at him this week. What do you got on this one, Jerry? I'm worried about him also as far as his weapons. We don't really know what he has, and if you're relying on old Brandon Marshall, yeah. I mean, <laughs> things could be better. And let's let's hope that Russell could keep carrying the team on his back. But at this point, whenever you're having to carry the team on your back, no weapons, no offensive line, uh, iffy run game, it gets tough. And that we're still trying to see. It looks like Chris Carson got most of the work last week. I, I guess he's the guy if you have to pick between him and Penny. Do you see that changing? I mean, it's got to be changing pretty soon, right? I know Carson's looked okay, but they spent a first-round pick on Penny. If you go that far out to get a, a, a pick as a running ball, uh, a ball carrier, then you have to use him at some point. Maybe things don't pan out towards the beginning of the season, but fantasy's not won right now. Fantasy's won later on, and if you can get a Rashad Penny later on dominating the backfield there, then that's what you're looking for. But again, I don't know what kind of game script the Seahawks will be allowed to. Uh, I'm with you. And one other guy I wanted to hit on is uh, I kind of like Dion Lewis this week. And this is back over to, you know, we're almost out of time. So I just want to give you guys some some plays for this week. I kind of like Dion Lewis against the Texans. I I don't think he's going to have a huge, huge game because I think the Texans will win. But I think he's a guy that, especially in a PPR, I, th- I think he's going to get a lot of work out of the backfield. Uh, we talked about Juju. I really like him this week. Uh, if you have Josh Gordon, make sure he is not in your lineup because he's not going to help you this week. And uh, if you need Eric Ebron again this week, if you're desperate, if, if you lost Olsen or, or you, you lost a tight end to injury, uh, I think you can give Ebron another shot this week. I like Doyle a little better on that team, but I think those are two guys. And Jordan Reed, I think he's a must start if you have him. Anybody else you want to hit on, Jerry, for the people? The people need some picks. No, you uh, you did just fine there. You touched on everyone I wanted to touch on, and that's pretty much it for that. Wow. Yeah, right on time, huh? Well, this week, who are you putting your name on, Josh? You know what? I'm... This is just coming in my head right now just from us talking. I like Jimmy Garoppolo this week. I'm going to put my name on Jimmy G. What Cam, you got, Jerry? what you got? This is more of a mid-season kind of thing, but I'm going to put my name on Tevin Coleman is going to take over as the starter of the Atlanta Falcons running backs. Look, Freeman can't stay healthy. We've seen it the last four years. Tevin Coleman produces when he starts and when he plays, so I I think Tevin Coleman is going to take this starting position. Jerry? I will put my name on, and it's not going that far out, but he will be kind of forgotten this week with... Julio Jones not getting those red zone uh, touchdowns last week, but truth is that he torches uh, Carolina in his career, and most people will be gravitating towards the Antonio Browns. So once they do that, they won't be able to afford another high-priced receiver, making it easy to get Julio. No, I I agree with that right there. And I pulled up some of my DraftKings lineups here in I also want to mention, guys, I like Lamar Miller. We talked about this earlier today. If if you think the Texans are going to roll the Titans, which a lot of us do, I think Lamar Miller is going to be a guy getting a lot of those points. I don't. I think he's decent, and I, I think he can come through for you. And a couple other guys I like this week. Uh, I like Saquon Barkley. I like Emmanuel Sanders to come back and do something again. And, of course, Kenny Stills, right? We've been on that one all day. No Devontae Parker. Uh, I think you got to go back to the well with Kenny Stills. I got one for you and everyone listening out there. And I'm going out on a limb. 
We're turning up in Houston. The Texans are about to run the, the Titans off the field. I'm telling you right now, it's a blowout. Start the Texans defense. Two defensive touchdowns today. Put that money on that. Ooh, two defensive touchdowns. There you go. Get the Texans in your lineup, DFS, however you can get them. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have all your fantasy and gambling talk again next week. For Cam, for Andrew, for Jerry, myself, thank you for listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Peace. ESPN 97.5.